0: So anyway, if you're just joining us, we've been in a relationship series that we're calling Relation Slips, and uh, in the first week we dealt with offenses, last week we dealt with our past, and then this week we're going to deal with something that they never taught you in high school, and that is conflict resolution. Um, How many of you know, in relationships, they get messy and we deal with conflict, Um, How many, don't bump your spouse, it's not a healthy thing in here, just like, hey, you better take notes. Um, But the truth is, the majority of counseling that Claire and I do is helping people to resolve conflict. Conflict uh, with their boss, conflict in their marriage, conflict with their kids, conflict with their neighbor, conflict with their coworkers, conflict, 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 conflict. We all have it. And here's the truth. Learning to resolve conflict is the only way that we're going to have healthy relationships. Learning to resolve conflict is the only way that we're going to have healthy relationships. So, this morning, I've titled this message, I Swallowed a Bomb. That's going to make sense in just a moment, but I've titled it that because how many of you guys have ever seen those cartoon characters where you got this hero? And he's in this kind of last-minute decision. He's trying to disarm this bomb, and the numbers are counting down. You know the scene? It's like, oh, my gosh, it's going to blow up. And then the cartoon character eats the bomb. You ever seen this? He swallows it, and when it blows up, like, his stomach protrudes. The smoke comes out of his ears. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Here's what happens. This is what most of us look like when we deal with unresolved conflict. So I want you to know something, unresolved conflict or avoided conflict is like swallowing the bomb. And here's what I mean with this, when you have conflict in relationships and you ignore it, you are stuffing down anger, you're stuffing down jealousy, you're stuffing down insecurity, you're stuffing down frustration, and eventually it's going to blow up. This is why you have in these relationships where finally, you know, somebody for so many years has has seemed to be fine, and then one day they have a meltdown, right? And one day they finally explode. It's only because for so many years we've been stuffing down all these emotions. So here's what I want you to understand. When you think that you are avoiding conflict, you're actually internalizing it. So when you think like, oh, I'm just going to avoid it, you are internalizing it, and it is doing something to your soul. It's doing something to the relationships that you connect with. It's doing something to your marriage. It's doing something to your friendships. It's doing something to every person that you're connected with. And you think you're doing yourself a service and the other people by avoiding it. But what in reality is happening, you have a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. And usually all it takes is one person to bump you the wrong way. And finally, it's just like, blah, right? So here's the first point that I want to make this morning you have to commit to work on internal conflict before external conflict. If you want to learn to deal with conflict in your marriage, conflict with your friends, conflict with your boss, conflict with family members, you first have to examine yourself. What is the conflict in my own soul that I have suppressed for so long that I haven't dealt with that is making me respond this way? James chapter 4 verse 1 actually says it this way. He says, where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way. How many of you are married and sometimes if you're just going to be honest, you're like, I just want my way. (laughs) I don't care what she says. I don't care what he says. This is what I want. And it says they come and because they want their own way, watch this, and fight for it deep inside yourselves. So I want you to understand, every external conflict that happens, whether it's an argument, whether it's something that you're avoiding, starts right here. It starts right here. I I use this illustration at the 9 o'clock service, and hopefully it'll be helpful. How many of you guys own one of these? Anybody that works out, you you have these little stretchy bands. If you look up on YouTube, they have some hilarious videos with these things. But this is one of those rubber bands, and I want you to understand that in relationships, if you don't learn how to communicate, because communication in your relationships is like the chain, it's like this band. And here's what happens when you don't communicate what's actually bothering you, the conflict gets tenser and tenser and tenser. And what happens if I were to keep on pulling this? It gets so tight, what happens? It pops. And so some of you are at a standstill in your relationship because the chain on your bike, the rubber band, and your relationship has popped. There's been so much tension in the relationship, so much conflict that you have been internalizing, and it's just been sitting there, and the reason that you can't deal with it is because you are so stretched out. You ever had those moments in life where you feel like, I'm just so stretched, I can't take anything else? (laughs) Like, if one more thing happens, this thing's going to pop. Right? If one more situation comes up, or if they, uh, or maybe you play it out in your head, if they tell me this, I'm telling you it is over. Right? They dump anything else on me. And here's what most of our relationships look like it's stretched. Whoa. (laughs) It's all the way maxed out. It's so maxed out that we can't take on anything else. And so we get to this place where we have a decision to make. Because here's what I want you to understand. Whether you deal with the conflict or you avoid the conflict, there's still going to be tension. And there's good tension and then there's bad tension. Good tension is you leaning in and expanding your capacity to be stretched a little bit more. Bad tension is where you've gotten to this place where you're so stretched you can't stretch anymore. The cool thing about these bands is there's actually three different sets of them. I wish I would have brought all of them. But there's different ones that you have some that can stretch only this far, some that can go this far, and some that can stretch almost all the way across this room. They have different tense kind of settings on them. And for some of us, I want you to understand the whole idea in relationships is learning to expand our capacity to deal with conflict. Because the truth is, in relationships, you're going to deal with conflict no matter what you can avoid it or you can deal with it. If you deal with it, you're actually expanding your capacity to deal with conflict. If you avoid it, you're just adding more tension on your life. And so this is what happens. You get stressed, you get depressed, you get anxious, you have all these feelings welling up inside of you and then what happens? One day you finally pop and this is where you find yourself at a standstill with a friend, with a coworker, with a family member, with a marriage where you go, I got nothing left. I've got nothing left give because for so long it's just been stretching you and you've reached to the place where it has finally popped so good or bad conflict will stretch you either way you get stretched but the question that needs to be answered today is how do we learn to actually expand our capacity to stretch because how many of you know we live in a world right now where we're already pretty stretched right right Where we got all these things going on, so how do we learn to expand our capacity to deal with conflict? Number one, communication over conclusions. Communication over conclusions. How many of you have been so mad at somebody and you haven't even talked to them yet? How many of you have already walked into the room and they're like, if they say this, it's over? I mean, we're fighting. We're fighting. Why, why do we do things like that? Because we've internalized all the conflict in our soul. We've already drawn conclusions about what this person is going to say, even though we haven't spoken to them yet. And we come to this place where we already think we know how they feel. Therefore, we don't communicate to them, but we're already making conclusions and assumptions about where they're at in their life. I'll show you the best way that this plays out. How many of you have ever said yes when you really want to say no? Married couples is the best way it plays out. Where do you want to go eat? The husband says, Hey, let's go eat pizza. Pizza. And you're like, Yeah, sure, let's go eat pizza. But inside you're like, I hate pizza. I don't want to eat pizza. I want to eat a burger. And so by the time you finally show up to the pizza place, you're sitting there going, I wish I had a stinking burger. I hate this pizza. And your husband's like, You enjoy the food? Is this awesome? Because you said, Sure, you want to be there when you really wanted to say no. So here's what happens. When you don't deal with it head on, you end up lying about where you're really at. And so the person that's sitting adjacent or across from you thinks everything in your world is fine. Hey, you wanted to eat pizza. I'm glad you're here. We'll get to spend this day together. When in reality, you don't want to be there, but they don't know that because you never communicated that to them. And the problem is, many of us are running out of storage. How many of you ever use like Dropbox or iCloud or you store all of your stuff on your phone on some kind of cloud that exists out there but we don't really know where it is? When you don't communicate, it's like uploading your conflict to a cloud. And some of us are at a place where like we have no storage left. Does that ever frustrate you on your phone? Like you go to take a picture and you got no storage left? That's what many of our relationships look like. Like you can't deal with anything else. So the truth is, how do we move to a place where we got to offload some of the storage on our cloud so we can create some capacity to deal with some things? You have to stop assuming and start seeking to understand. You have to stop assuming, and you got to start seeking to understand. This is actually a biblical principle. Watch what it says in Proverbs 18 two. a fool. I love how the Bible is just plain about things. It doesn't clean it up. How many of you guys know this, like, in, in our culture? We, when we go to address conflict in our life, we, we, we try to, like, clean it up a little bit, right? Like, listen, I don't want you to get offended, but, uh, you know, what I'm about to say, my, like, we have to set up all these things before we say it. The Bible is just like, a fool, <laughs> an idiot, takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. <laughs> how, many you, how many of you guys, you like expressing your opinion? Anybody like... People, you're loud, you like expressing, I'm raising everything. And, and this has created conflict in my marriage because my, my wife loves expressing her opinion and I love expressing my opinion and we're both two hard-headed people. But it says a fool takes no pleasure in understanding. What does that mean? When you are communicating with somebody, especially through conflict, if you just try to understand who that person is and what they've walked through, you'll see the words that are coming out of their mouth a whole lot different. So when you look at them, you go, man, their week has just been terrible. How many of you know sometimes, sometimes the things that people say to us is not really what they feel. It's just based out of how their week went, how their day went. I've done that so many times. I come home from a bad day at work and I'm snapping at my kids, snapping at my wife. And the truth is, it has nothing to do with them. It's all the things that I've internalized in here, and now it's just finally coming out, right? But if we seek to understand, we start communicating with other people, we start to have compassion on them. It moves us to a place where we go, you know what? People are people, humans are humans, we make mistakes. And rather than you just jumping to these conclusions, you start giving compassion to people and grace towards people out of the understanding, watch this, that God has given you so much grace. All the times that we've messed up, all the times that we've blown it, God has been so gracious to us. Can I tell you why many of us lose friends? Why some of our marriages deteriorate? People start avoiding you, not because they don't like you. They start avoiding you because they don't feel safe around you. They don't feel safe. Because you're not seeking to understand. And they always say things like, well, you just don't know me. Or you don't know what I'm walking through. And they've tried to communicate what they're walking through, but all you care about is your own opinion and not seeking to understand where that person is really at. So we have to learn communication over conclusions. Now, communicating through conflict can be difficult let me just give you a little tip on some things when you bring up conflict timing is everything it's everything I've learned like when I get home if something is bothering me it's not the first thing that I offload my wife has been home with six kids all day and I'm not going to point out something that frustrated me that she said during the day like I'm going to wait till they're in bed (laughs) I'm going to wait till it's the appropriate time to bring something up. And to be honest with you, some of us, maybe we are vocal about some of our frustrations. We just have horrible timing. Like we walk in the door and we're like, today was terrible and it's your fault. So some of us, we got to learn some timing. But I want you to learn to ask yourself three questions when you're dealing with conflict. Number one, what are the facts and what are my assumptions? What are the actual facts about the situation? does that person really think that about you or is that just your assumption of what they think about you? Number two, what do I need to know about the others involved? What does that mean that you're seeking to understand? What has this person walked through? What has their year been like? What has their month been like? What has their day been like? Because it changes the way that you handle your communication. I didn't, I didn't share this in the, in, the, in the first service, but this whole week, there's been things like, in my wife and I's relationship where I've just had to be super careful to say certain things. Her dad had a heart attack last week. He had open heart surgery, went in for a triple bypass, ended up having a quadruple bypass. So It's a tough week for her. So there's just things in that time where I gotta go, look, she's in a bad place, so there's things that I have on my chest that I don't need to dump on her. I need to give that to God. I need to learn to dump that on God. And and listen to me, this is why life groups and other people are so important. Men, you need other men that you can dump on. Sometimes, I'll just be honest with you, it's dumb when you do it with your wife. It's just stupid. Because I've gotten home and I'm like, babe, this, this, this. And then guess what? This is women's natural tendency. They take on all the weight of that. Well, what, what am I going to do with all of this? And I need to fix my husband and all uh, right. Right? One of the best things that I've learned to do is call other godly men and go, this is my day. This is what's going on. These are my thoughts. Here's what I'm dealing with. And, and I love, because men, we can be like, all right, bro, That's good. Let's deal with it. I'm going to pray for you we walk through it. What what do women do when you do that? Oh, my God, let me lean in. Let me help you. Let me fix things. I'm going to be there for you. They don't know how to carry the weight of that sometimes. Number three, what am I really feeling and what part did I play? Here's what most of us don't do in the middle of conflict. We look at the other person and say, this is 100% your fault with failing to ask ourselves, what part of this is my fault? Can I tell you, in every marriage, it's never just one person's fault. Never. Regardless of what has happened. It's a two-way street. So asking yourself these questions may lead to some startling discoveries. You may reveal some things that are really going on inside your heart that you don't really want to deal with, but I can promise you this. It may not be comfortable to examine your emotions, but it's a whole lot more pleasant than living in constant conflict. It's a whole lot easier to deal with what you've got going on right now rather than living the rest of your life in conflict. The second thing, resolution requires compromise. Now, let me me throw this out there. I'm not talking about you compromise your integrity, you compromise your character, you compromise your values. What I'm talking about is healthy relationships require you surrendering your way your way. Anybody had a grandpa like that? Well, the reason I do it like this is because my dad did it like this, and his dad did it like this, and I'm But you look at them and say, but it doesn't work, idiot. (laughs) Like, I don't care if you've been doing it for 50 years. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So sometimes it comes down to this, I've got to compromise some things in order to save this relationship. I have to give up my way. There's a story of this in the New Testament between Abraham and Lot. And they're traveling in the wilderness, and they come to this, uh, this piece where they have all their, their herdsmen that are arguing over who gets what piece of land. And watch what happens. Genesis 13, uh, verse 9. says, But the land could not support both Abram and Lot, with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between them, the herdsmen of Abraham and Lot. Finally, Abraham said to Lot, if we could learn this, it would save so many relationships. Let's not allow this conflict to come between us. So what does he do? He addresses the conflict right away. There's something in between us, and we need to do something about it. After all, we're close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Now watch what Abraham says. He says, take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land on the left, then take the land on the left. And if you want the land on the right, then take the land on the right. If you prefer any of it, if you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go left. What is Abraham saying? He's saying, listen, whichever one you want, I'll make a compromise here. But let's get real for a moment. I'm pretty sure Abraham had an opinion, right? I'm pretty sure in the back of his mind, he's probably going, man, I really hope Lot doesn't choose the left side because that's the one that I want, right? Right? I'll give you an example of this. The other day, um, I I went and I got some donuts and I put them down on the table for my kids early Saturday morning. And I opened it and I said, you guys can have whatever donut you want. And then I realized really quickly as they started picking donuts, I didn't mean it. (laughs) Like I had my eye on a particular one. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, I want that one. And all of a sudden it turns into you can have whatever one you want but that one. (laughs) Right? Right? And that's how most of us deal with our relationships. We're not willing to make compromises. Hey, you can do all of this, but this is one thing where it's just going to be my way and you got to suck it up. But every healthy relationship is going to have some compromise in it. you got to look at it and say, you know what, i got to compromise. The, the best way that I can say it is this, stop fighting for your way and start fighting for a better way. That's what it comes down to. you got to stop fighting for your way and you've got to start fighting for a better way. The house that Claire and I moved in, it's a nice house, we love it. Is it what I wanted? Is it exactly what she wanted? No, there's compromises that were made. It doesn't have everything that I wanted and it doesn't have everything that she wanted. But in order for this relationship to work how it needs to, what happens? We lay down certain things that we want because it's what the other person wants. This is what Paul teaches us, this is what true love is, right? We read it at every, every wedding sermon ever. Love is patient, love is kind, it is gentle, it is not self-seeking, it is not rude, it's not easily anchored. There's compromise that is made. So you have to look at your relationships and say, what is a better way of doing this that is going to benefit the both of us? Is this the most godly thing that you can do sometimes? Is is to say, you know what, I'm going to lay down exactly what I want so that we can fight for the whole of us. So many marriages end because they're each fighting for their way. And here's what you have to resolve to. Resolution may not look like exactly what you want it to look like. It may not, that person may not, like, for you to move past that are like, I need need them to come to me, tell me they're sorry, this is what has to happen. And sometimes it just doesn't look like that. Sometimes God doesn't give us that. Sometimes there has to be some compromise. Number four, this is the hardest one for most of us. Prioritize honesty over reactions. Prioritize honesty over reactions. How many of you have ever avoided a conflict because you feared how that person would react? You've already drawn conclusions. Well, if I tell them this, this is how they're going to respond, and now I'm going to have to deal with two days of them throwing a pity party. You know what? I'll just take care of it myself. I don't want to deal with that. Right? And here's the problem with this, is it leads to disingenuous, fake relationships. And the worst part about it is you feel trapped. Because you feel like nobody knows who you are. And the truth is, nobody does. Because you've prioritized reactions over honesty. And this is where you have people that say, I feel like nobody knows me. Because what we've done is we've tried to avoid conflict at every possible turn. So when we should have said no, we say yes, in order to save some face, to save some conflict. When we should have went forward, we move backwards. And the sad part is, nobody really does know the real you, and can I tell you from personal experience, it's a lonely place to be. It's a lonely place to be. Can I I tell you this? Everything in our culture says the strongest thing that you could do is present like you've got everything together. Can I tell you this? The gospel tells us the strongest thing that we can do is let our guard down and let everybody know that we're human and we don't have it all together. Because the truth, listen, God can't fix the projection that you're trying to be. He can't deal with the mask. He has to, God says, no, 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 you come to me, what? Just as you are, and that's the person that I lean into, and that's the person that I want to fix, and that's the person that I want to pour grace upon. Not the projection that you're trying to be. Not the image that you're putting forth on Instagram or social media. Not the perception that you want everybody to see you as. God knows who we really are. Watch Proverbs ten nine. It says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely. But he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. So what does the Bible say? The most secure, safe life that you can live is an honest life regardless of the consequences. Can I tell you something just from personal experience? My honesty has gotten me in a whole lot of trouble before. (laughs) A lot. You did what? But here's what... Every time I've been honest about certain things, this is, what, this is what happens. I free myself, and I'm willing to walk through the consequences. I'm, I'm, uh, God, I, I need to be honest about this. I need to get this off of my chest, and whatever consequences you have, I'll walk through them because it is a whole lot safer life to live honestly and not have that shame, that guilt pressing on me. I'll deal with the consequences. And the truth is, most of us are living this like life that is so weighed down, that's so suppressed because... We're telling everybody that we're okay. We're avoiding conflict at any cost because of the fact that we don't want to get a certain reaction. When the truth is, we end up living a disingenuous life, and it's not only a disjustice to the people that are involved in your life, but it's a disjustice to you. Because here's the thing now you're not free to be who you are. And in the process, you lose who you are, and now you don't know who you are. And here's what's crazy. Eventually, because you've swallowed all these bombs of anger, jealousy, frustration, bitterness, the reactions that you've been trying to avoid, they will manifest through you. (laughs) Like the reactions that you've been trying to avoid, now you're going to give them to other people because you've suppressed all these things. See, if you sit in your shame about the mistakes that you've made, the enemy will wreak havoc on your soul. But if you learn that you are a human and we make mistakes. Here's what's gonna happen you expand your capacity to deal with conflict. Your capacity gets more and more, and the more that you, that you deal with conflict head on, you can stretch it a little bit more. And the truth is, some of us, we don't know how to be flexible. Some of us have an unrealistic idea of what real relationships are gonna look like. I'll just be honest with you it's not Disney, there's not always a happy ending. So that was one of the things, personally, I guess I'm just, I like movies, and I, that was one of the things I always hated about Disney movies. movie. So like, that's not real life! <laughs> and it ended happily ever after. <laughs> and then it doesn't go into, and then they had kids, and she didn't like him, and then this happened. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't go into all that. So here's what I want you to understand today. That if we embrace conflict, God expands our capacity to deal with it. And here's the truth you're gonna live in tension either way. You can live in the tension of avoiding it, and guess what? You can't stretch that much. Or you can live in the tension of actually dealing with it, and God continues to expand your capacity to deal with conflict. By the time that you finally get to a place when conflict arises in your relationships, guess what? You're secure in what you need to do. Hey, I've walked through this before. I've dealt with uncomfortable conversations before. This is what needs to happen. Some of us avoid genuine, authentic, real relationships based on the idea that we're just not able to stretch. And so here's what God wants to flip around for you this morning. The tension that you have in your life, he's saying, listen, let's just stretch that a little bit. And I know some of you right now, you feel like, God, I can't stretch anymore. There's nothing else that can be put on my plate. But here's what I just felt so compelled to do as we end this series. All of us have relationships in our life where we have avoided particular things. There's some of us in here maybe we, maybe you haven't talked to a father in 10 years. A family member. Maybe your spouse keeps coming to you and says things like, "Man, is there something in between us? Is there something going on?" No, no, if there's nothing. We're, we're good, we're fine. Can I tell you something? The more that you avoid it, your spouse is going to look at you and go, I I may not be able to put my finger on it, but something is off. Something is wrong. My wife can always see it. Like when when I try to suppress things and not deal with it, she's like, I know something's going on. She can see it all over me. Could it be that God wants to restore some of your relationships, your marriages, your friends, relationships with your aunts, your uncles, your fathers, whatever it may be, if you're just willing to dive into maybe some tough conversations, I don't know about you, but I'd rather have a tough conversation than lose a relationship and die and then have some regrets of like, man, I wish I could have made that right. I wish I could have dealt with that. I wish I could have leaned into that. That was one of the things I told my wife this week. She was like, man, because her her dad has dealt with all kinds of, you know, medical problems and stuff like that. And she's like, I don't know if we, we should go to the hospital. And I said, listen, we're going. And we're going because I don't want you to live in this regret of like, if something happens to him, oh, I wish I could have been there. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to lay on my deathbed when my time finally comes and I can think about my life, I can think about my kids, I can think about my relationships and go, I didn't do everything right, but I don't have any regrets. I, I did everything that I could to try to build bridges and not burn them. <laughs> or I can look back on it and say, yeah, that, were there tough seasons in my life? Absolutely. Were there were times where I wanted to kill my wife and she wanted to kill me? Heck yeah! Were there there times where kids were just tough and work was hard and I wanted to quit? Absolutely! I love what Pastor Jacob says, but as long as you don't quit, you win. (laughs) As long as you don't quit, you win. If you want to have healthy relationships, you have to deal with conflict. You can't avoid it. And listen to me, stop blaming it on your personality. I'm just not that kind of person. I'm not very vocal. But you feel like all of us, all, everybody else does, right? You got emotions just like everybody else. So that, that means that you got to lean in. I'm not, nece- I was not naturally an outgoing person. And there were things that God had to shape in me to get comfortable with what God called me to do. Wherever you're at, God has enough to meet you. God doesn't look at the landscape of your life and go, man, I don't, I don't have enough grace for you. I don't have enough mercy for you. I don't have enough. When you understand the idea that the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead has the ability to live inside of you, whatever conflict that you're facing right now, it is not too big. It's not too big. So I just want to encourage you, if there's relationships in your life where the bridges have been burned, could it be possible that you came here this morning because the Holy Spirit wants to tell you start building back those bridges? One conversation at a time. One conversation at a time. And listen, the resolution doesn't always go like you want. I'll close with a story. I didn't get to tell this at the first service, but when my dad was younger, his parents had split up, and he had a stepdad come into his life. And uh, for those of you that don't know his story, I mean, his teenage years all the way up into his 20s, he was crazy. And uh, lived just a crazy life, and uh, he burned a lot of bridges. And him and his stepdad, I mean, they literally, when he was, he said when he was about 17 years old, they got in a fist fight. And he said when he got saved, God really started convicting him of, like, you need to go make that relationship right. And he kept telling God, he's like, God, you don't understand. This man hates me for what I've done for him, or for what I've done to him. And so finally, he said, you know what? I just gotta make this right. And he goes over to his house and he says, he, my dad said he got on his knees and he begs him for forgiveness. I'm so sorry for all the things that I've put you through, for the things that I've said, for the things that I've done. And he said, his stepfather spit on the ground. And he said, that's what I think about you. Get out of my house. It wasn't the resolution that he wanted. But he said, I walked away from that moment going, did that hurt? Heck yeah, it hurt. But I did what I needed to do. I, you may not get the resolve that you need, but listen to me, some of you need to do it to free yourself. And here's the beauty of it. Over the, the years, they work things out and they have a great relationship today. Some of us are avoiding conflict because we're afraid of the reaction. And sometimes it's not about how it resolves itself. You just need to say something to get it off your chest because it's weighing you down, isn't it? And we, we have to stop Looking at situations and going, I'm not going to do that because this is what they're going to do to me. All God is calling us to do today is saying, hey, will you be obedient what I've pressed on your heart? That's all he wants. And then listen, God will meet you the rest of the way.